This week's podcast is brought to you by Paperfly, brilliantly simple employer brand software that allows HR professionals to take control of their employer brand marketing. Paperfly delivers over 70% savings on global production spend, whilst ensuring it is delivered authentically and consistently in every market and in any language. To find out why Paperfly are the trusted partner of companies such as BP, Ferrero, Rolls-Royce, P&G and Unilever, please visit www.marketingmadebyyou.com. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 31 of the Recruiting Future podcast. It has become clear from all the research I've done this year that talent acquisition is developing in complexity at a faster pace than it ever has in the past. To be successful at recruiting in today's agile business environment, employers need the right mix of expertise, technology, process, and data. My guest this week is Jennifer Boulanger, Global Head of Recruitment at Booking.com. Booking.com have recruited 5,000 people in the last year, and in the interview, Jennifer talks about some of the challenges they face, the technology they use, and their journey towards data-driven talent acquisition. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. My guest this week is Jennifer Boulanger, um, Head of Global Recruitment at Booking.com. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Matt. I'm great. How are you doing? Very good. Um, I hope I pronounced your surname right. You got it perfect. Good stuff. Good stuff. So um, could you just sort of introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about um, your background and uh, what, what, what you now do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as you can tell, I'm, um, I'm not Dutch. So <laughs> I'm with um, Booking.com and uh, I live in Amsterdam and I lead global recruitment um, out of our Amsterdam headquarters. So I manage about 80 recruiters, and we hired – actually, this year, we've hired almost 5,000 people. Wow. Um, <laughs> prior, prior to booking, um, I worked for um, a, a startup called Opower. It was an energy efficiency software company uh, that was VC-backed, and um, we IPO'd, I guess it was two years ago, and um, uh, booking recruited me away and uh, moved me to Europe from uh, Washington, D.C. area. 5,000 uh, 5, hires in a year. Um, what, are, what are some of the challenges that you've, that you've kind of faced um, uh, sort of, you know, recruiting that, that sheer amount of people? Well, it's interesting because we recruit, like the 5,000 people is there. It's varied, I guess I should say. Um, you know, the bulk of that is going to be customer service. So booking insources all of our customer service, you know, our qual- like the quality of our service to our customers is the most important thing. And so we hire a lot of people every year that speak 42 languages in 14 locations around the globe. And um, it's it's very hard to hire a lot of quality around that. And we we get massive amounts of volume and there's a lot of process and work that goes into all of that. Um, I would say the the second probably most difficult thing for us to hire would be obviously um, technology folks. So um, our Amsterdam headquarters is where all of uh, the technology team sits. There's about a thousand people, um, and I would say maybe six or seven hundred of them are, are developers. 
So, um, you know, our website is, we have massive amounts of, of data and transactions that happen and, and the pieces of our, our website that interface with customers is just, is massive. So, um, you know, we recruit about 80% of those people from outside of the Netherlands. And so we have a huge global mobility program and recruiting team that recruits these developers and engineers from all over the world. That's really interesting, actually, because I, I, I was speaking to a, um, a German company um, a, a few weeks back who, uh, again, were kind of importing uh, tech talent into um, into their location in, in, in Germany. What um, what sort of what's your approach to do that? What's your strategy that that makes that that makes that work? So, uh, I mean, the first thing is that the technology recruiting team is big. So it's it's twenty five recruiters. They all sit in Amsterdam, um, and there are coordinators and sourcers. So they're they're broken out into different areas, and we do we have a lot of volume. So we have looked at our data for the past two years, and we know exactly how many inter- like how many resumes, how many phone screens, how many interviews we need to do to make our targets. So we know if we need to hire 50 people, we need to have X number of interviews. So it's very organized from that perspective. Um, from a sourcing perspective, um, we, we do a lot of different things. So, you know, obviously we advertise on job boards like everyone else and we use LinkedIn, um, we use Indeed, um, Stack Overflow, but we do a lot of other stuff that's kind of more, um, I don't, I don't, I almost want to call it like grassroots, but you know, we do blogs, we, we, um, do hackathons, um, you know, we go around the globe and attend conferences trying to recruit engineers on the ground. Um, we have a pretty robust graduate recruitment program. So, um, we're recruiting people to come into the technology organization, like typically, right out of school or one to two years of school and they do a rotation. So those people that we hire um, tend to fill some of our developer roles and and other roles, data science and things like that. Um, Gosh, what else? Um, You know, we obviously use some agencies, but we've actually gotten away from that. We haven't had an agency fee in, I want to say two quarters now. So um, because the team's been really successful with, uh, you know, doing it ourselves. And, and building our brand in the community. Um, speaking of brand, we also have an employment branding person who has done a lot of stuff on the branding front for technology. We've been doing a lot of videos and campaigns and, and marketing to get in front of that talent pool so that they know that booking is a really, you know, it's, it's a cool company. It's, we're solving really interesting problems and, and that Amsterdam's a great place to live. Come back and talk about the data in a, in a, in a second because um, I think the whole data driven recruiting thing is very very interesting but just to sort of pick up on the um employer brand um side of it um what what have you what have you done to sort of you know achieve that objective of um you know branding the the company and the the location you know any sort of particular techniques or um things that have worked really well for you well the first thing i did was hire a pr person so my my branding person actually um I hired her. She used to work for Whedon and Kennedy, which is a, actually a PR firm that booking has used for years. And she had no experience with recruitment. So she really brought an interesting angle to the team. And um, I don't know, it's, um, it's been really fun to work with her because she's really thinking as a true marketer instead of just 
you know, I, I feel like a lot of employment branding, you know, it's so focused on the job posting and the career side and, and things like that. But she's really thinking about it more of like driving traffic and getting in front of the right audiences. And, and you know, how do we look authentic and how do we show who we really are? Um, she even helped develop our EVP and um, has just been an amazing add to the team. So I actually have to give all the credit to her. I, it has not been me. Um, I just hired a great person. Well, that's, that's, that's your, that's your job. So, um, so, uh, yeah, very interesting. That's a, re- that's a really interesting approach actually. Um, picking back up on the, the data driven stuff. So is that, um, data driven talent acquisition, something that goes through everything that, that you do? How does that sort of manifest itself? Well, I'm, I'm, a. I'm a little bit in transition mode with some of that. I, I think um, the data-driven recruitment really comes from probably two jobs ago. Like I've, I feel like I've always worked for these data-driven companies. Um, you know, when you work in consulting, um, I worked for Sapient for about six years, and you know, you're hiring high quality and high volume, and you know, you really have to have your your data. You have to know everything that's going on because if you don't hire people, you can't deliver work to your clients. So I think, you know, I really learned about that back then. And then, you know, even at my last company, it was, um, you know, it was a data, a a big data company as well. So I worked for the COO and he was all about what my data was constantly. It was just the ingrained into the culture. Everything we did was data driven. So it was really logical for me to come to booking, which is also super data driven, um, but when you look at that, you have to, you, the first thing you have to track the data, right? So getting recruiters to use tools and systems and be process oriented isn't, isn't always easy. And, you know, with the tech team, they, um, before I joined, it was great because they were actually managed directly by the engine, like the engineering team. So their manager was not a recruiter. And so he had them tracking everything in Google Docs. So when I got there, it was actually great because I was like, oh, my God, look at all this data. So I started figuring out stuff and what was working and what wasn't and and helped develop a little bit of our strategy around that. Um, so, you know, I think the rest of the company, we're, we're moving towards that. We haven't been as data driven in the other areas of the business. And so we're in process of getting everyone there. So the team is we just put in a new applicant tracking system. Um, which will help us track a lot of this data. Um, we had training for the recruiters on um, being more data-driven and sourcing and being a great talent advisor to your hiring manager and um, lots of stuff. So um, it's kind of like retraining and retooling the team. And, it, you know, it takes a little bit of time. I'm I'm actually hoping by the end of 2016, I have like a really clear picture of what it really takes to hire and meet targets at Booking. So um, very much kind of going through a, a, a transformation process at, um, at the moment there. Yes. Cool. It is underwhelmed. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, in terms of, um, you, you kind of mentioned some of the sort of technology that you're, that you're, that you're using there. Um, there seems to be sort of a, a plethora of different um, technology approaches um, and tools and products on the market for talent acquisition at the moment. Um, where, where do you think um, the, the, the future's sort of heading um, in, in that market? Are there any sort of um, tools and approaches that, that you've got your eye on in terms of being, in terms of using them in the future? Um, how do you think, how do you think the market's going to develop? Well, I think from a, you know, the, the best applicant tracking system is the never ending 
challenge for recruitment. Um, I did purchase Greenhouse. It's the second time I bought it. I, I really found it to be the best that I can find on the market so far today. Um, it just provides a lot of data. There's a, it's really easy to use. The hiring managers love it. Everything happens within the system. Um, and you know, it really tracks like all the activity counts and workflows. So you can really look at conversion ratios and metrics and how to drive KPIs for the business and the team. Um, and you know, it's a great candidate experience too. It's, it's easy for the candidate, you know, candidates don't know that, there's this whole system pushing behind things. It's it's um, smooth and and uh, seamless. What other tools are you looking at, sort of particularly uh, in the area of data? So I'm really looking at tools around sourcing and providing um, really kind of predictive analytics on when people might be making a move or trying to attract more diversity, uh, for example, like more females in engineering or, you know, booking is such a diverse company. We have 121 nationalities and we try to continuously recruit from around the globe to, to keep our diversity. It's, it's one of our values and helps keep us innovative. Um, so just tools around that, those are things I'm really interested in as a talent acquisition leader on, you know, understanding when people might be making a move and, and what people might be good for our company and, and really keeping us diverse. Final question. Um, we're talking because uh, you're talking at uh, HR Tech um, World Congress uh, in, a couple, in a couple of weeks' time, actually, in, in uh, Paris. Um, what, uh, what are you sort of looking forward to at that event? What are, you, um, what are you sort of hoping to hear? What sort of topics are, you, uh, are on your radar? What are you looking out for? I think for me, it's um, being you know, only in Europe for a year. I'm really excited to meet a lot of other European leaders and, and recruiters and, and HR people to kind of understand what the scope of the challenges are. Um, you know, I, I have just, a, I feel like I'm just at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to EMEA recruitment and, um, and you know, what happens here. Cause it was really something newer for me. I had much more experience in the U S and in Asia pack than I did in Europe. So for me, I'm excited about that. And I'm really, there's some great topics. I was looking at some of the other speakers. Of course, I'm really excited to see Richard Branson's keynote and, um, I know I'm just excited to network and, and meet other people. Uh, Jennifer, thank you very much for talking to me. My thanks to Jennifer Boulanger. My thanks also to the guys at HR Tech World Congress for their help in arranging the interview. Their event is taking place in Paris this October, and you can find out more at hrtechcongress.com. For show notes and past episodes of this podcast, please go to www.rfpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the mailing list there and find out more about me on the Work With Matt Alder page. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast itself on iTunes and also on Stitcher. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.